This is so amazing. Yesterday, I uploaded my first ever podcast, Embracing Darkness. And it was so beautiful to receive some of your messages from those of you who were really able to connect and resonate with everything that I was saying. And um, through telling my own story of my own experiences with depression and anxiety, you were then able to share with me your experiences with it. And and uh, whether that was in the past or something that you are going through now, this is exactly what I was trying to touch upon in that podcast is that we are all human. And the more we share our story with the right people at the right time, and the more we can break ourselves down to vulnerability and be open, the more we can connect with one another. So it was exactly what I was trying to do. And the more we connect, the less we feel alone in our feelings. Uh, the less we feel we feel it as a burden, the less we feel it as abnormal, the less of a taboo it creates on the subject of depression and anxiety, the more free we we can feel and the and the more okay we can feel with just accepting that these are human emotions, good or bad, they're there for a reason. So thank you so much for you guys' feedback and comments um, and for your vulnerability and sharing your stories with me it's also a great way it's it's important for me to be able to express myself which is why I've always wanted to get into doing podcasts um, for a while I was thinking about the YouTube channel but I never really felt drawn to it as much as being able to really express myself through talking through storytelling so uh, yeah as much as it's very good for me to express myself, it's also, again, it goes in the cycle. Life is giving and receiving. It's it's so great to also connect with your stories as well. And it reminds me as well that, yes, what I went through isn't alien. What I what I go through from time to time is just human. And that's all of us. And 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 it's okay to to talk about these things. And uh and it's uh, yeah it's it's how we connect it's beautiful so thank you thank you very 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 much it's always just reminding me that we are so human um for this episode i and if you missed the first one you can find it on soundcloud.com just search Lana Almullet's episode one, Embracing Darkness. I'm going to quickly introduce myself again for those of you that don't know me. My name is Lana. I'm a nutritional therapist. I currently work as a nutritional therapist and um, I like to focus a lot of my work on natural healing. So I'll go into a lot of mind, body, soul stuff. I like to see health as a whole. I like to take a very holistic approach. It's definitely helped me on my journey to not just treat myself therapeutically with foods and f use foods as medicine, but to also tend to uh, my psychological, emotional and spiritual bodies as well. So it's been a very long journey for me. I'd say from as far back as I can remember, but uh, everything led to one another in very different ways. So I will talk a lot about uh, different mind things, psychotherapy, spiritual practices, um, you know, a lot of physical nutritional therapy stuff, health, food, and occasionally delve into 
the odd mind expanding subject here or there where we might get a little bit crazy with talks about energy and quantum physics. But so you can find a lot of my work on my website at table for one that's the number one dot com. There are links to all of my social channels on there. I'm quite an avid poster on Instagram. Um, and yeah, this episode, I really wanted to go into self-love and uh, the practices of self-love that we can integrate into our everyday lives to help us in our everyday lives, but also especially in these moments where we might have periods of darkness, um, we might have challenges I really want to look at the ways in which we can nurture ourselves in those challenges to support ourselves through this incredibly learning process because there is something that we've missed so much of in society. Our societies have never taught us how to look and deal with and, and process emotions. For a lot of the time, we've sort of just been told to get on with things, go forward in life, don't even think about it. Oh, just be positive, just just smile, just be happy, just do all these things and everything's great. But in essence, that's really turning a blind eye to what it is the universe is trying to show us or to what it is that our body's screaming screaming out for it's it's in essence turning us away from ourselves and just going no I need to do this and it's eventually living um on autopilot eventually going through life as a zombie and whilst that may seem very appealing to begin with oh yeah just forget it oh I'm just gonna go out for a drink with some friends oh and then I'm gonna go do this and anything to avoid us from sitting with ourselves we that seems very appealing, but however, over time, it, it manifests in our body physically and it will come up in many different ways, chronic illness, disease or depression and anxiety. And as I was mentioning in the first podcast, in the first episode, um, depression and anxiety in, in my experience and in many experiences of people that I've worked with are usually an accumulation of suppressed emotions and feelings that we have tried to put behind us through many years of our childhood through many years of our teenage lives and through many years of our adult life and it's it's almost the body's way of um, physically trying to tell you hey buddy you've you know you had this thing you that popped up in your life and you completely ignored it and hi I'm screaming to get out because I have something to show you here and it's actually going to help you move forward but you've just been ignoring me so imagine it as a as a as a you're as a child as your inner child that's going like hey mom dad hi you're not hearing me out like listen to me I'm here it's almost like this inner child that's been ignored for so long for so long and we have to honor that child we have to look to that child and give that child a hug and I'm talking about this child that lives inside of us that's just screaming to be heard anxiety and depression sometimes this child that is just screaming to be heard to actually look at that and go wow okay why am I feeling this way what you know I'm here I'm 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 listening to you let's cry together I'll hold you I'll hug you etc so so whilst it seems very easy and a lot of us do it and that's just how society has wired us to be to just sort of go forward go forward um 
I want to talk about the importance of actually sitting with ourselves and the ways in which we can nurture ourselves during this process. So this process of feeling emotional, it is very important. Yes, whilst these emotions arise and these difficulties and these challenges arise, it is so important to also implement the ways in which we can really love ourselves because that's when we need it the most. That's, that is where we get our strength from. That is where we, um, we can really support ourselves during difficult times. And that is something that I actually learned very, um, very, well, much later on in life. So I probably had a lot more self-love for, my, for myself as a, as a child, as a kid, perhaps. Um, it definitely was diminished through my teenage years of rebellion and relationships and destruction. And so it was something that I really had to reintegrate into my everyday life uh, in my early 20s and my mid-twenties, so I'm 28 now, and it's still something that I'm very much integrating into my everyday life. Um, Self-love, it's it's a crazy one, um, but it's so empowering when we can really master it and use it in the ways to nurture us best. So one of those ways for me is uh, one of the, the many important ways which I find a, a huge foundation on our everyday lives is, as we do it so often, perhaps three times a day, perhaps six times a day, is eating. So the food, the foods in which we feed our bodies are the fuel in which we feed our bodies. And it is such a big sign of love and respect to our bodies by choosing, by making the choice every day to feed ourselves something that is actually good for us, that is going to fuel us. That's an act of self-love in itself. Making the choice to give ourselves something good, something that we would be giving ourselves multiple times a day and knowing that it is actually good for us. It's fair to say that, again, along the years of our existence, we have become further removed from nature, further disconnected from our foods. The, 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 the lack of education around nutrition um, has definitely caused confusion and caused us to reach out to supermarkets for whatever just fills us. You know, it's been a while where we've actually looked at food as something that's um, far more than something that just fills us up. It's a, it's a medicine, it can be used therapeutically as medicine. Food is very powerful. Um, and it's something that can either create vitality and life or with the wrong food slowly poison us and kill us. So food is so powerful. And one of the the best ways and, and the, the first ways that uh, we can really delve into what is good for our bodies is just trying to educate ourselves on foods themselves. So knowing which foods are good. And obviously there's the very obvious, you know, wanting to stay away from processed foods, junk foods, refined foods. So things like white rice, white sugar, and I'll get into that in a bit. Um, 
um, sugars generally, um, you know, unnatural sugars, obviously there's sugars and fruits, but all these foods that, are, that we hear that are obvious to stay away from, rightly so we should. They're very heavily processed, um, chemical laden, and they have incredible adverse effects on our overall health. And that's our not just our physical well-being, our mental, our emotional. Um, too many sugars in the body can cause hormonal imbalances, which causes emotional mood swings. Um, too many chemicals in our foods can cause chemical imbalance in our bodies and our, it could cause illness. Um, you know, they physically can cause us tiredness, low energy, um, immune, you know, immune imbalances, immune system imbalances, they cause us for, they cause our immune systems to suffer, we get ill a lot more, Um, so, so, that is obviously the number one, removing refined foods, so your white sugars, your white pasta, your white bread, um, your fizzy drinks, sugary snacks, pastries, cakes, biscuits, uh, all those things that we reach out for in, in comfort. And I'll get onto the ways in which we use food for comfort in a bit as well. Removing those is number one. There's also the uh, processed foods that, you know, fast food chains whose food supply is probably not coming from the most trusted source. Um, you know, crisps, chocolates, candy, all the very obvious ones. But then there's also educating ourselves on on the foods that might work for us and might not. Dairy, wheat, gluten. There is a lot around gluten that suggests it's not beneficial for a lot of people. But for instance, somebody with celiac disease may not be able to eat gluten at all or have traces of gluten at all because they live with an autoimmune condition that is literally eating away at their gut lining and uh, gluten massively triggers that but gluten generally is very pro-inflammatory for so lessening it lessening the consumption is a much better idea for those that might not have celiac or you might want to cut it out altogether it's learning about what our bodies need and how we can get in tune with our bodies to really understand what our bodies need by reading up, educating yourselves. And I know a lot of people say, well, it's very contradictory. You know, sometimes you read, well, but this is good, you know, kale is really good for you. And then you read, no, but kale is actually bad for you. And that is why it's so important. It's important to get the education, but it's even more important to really tune into your own body and tune in to what you, what what suits your body well, listen to your body. We can tell our body is talking to us all the time and it's showing us in signs and symptoms. And um, working with a nutritional therapist is so helpful because they can guide us, they can help us to become in tune with our bodies. And that's something that I like to do with my clients is, is really kind of showing them the way, but then ultimately giving them the tools to go into tuning into their own bodies where they become fully dependent on on um or independent uh and and learn to nurture oneself and and learn to and empower them through um through learning of oneself 
a lot of health practitioners, uh, whether they be doctors, complementary uh, therapists, alternative medicine therapists, usually uh, rely on the client's dependents coming back to them. And a lot of clients like to go back to their therapists for support, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But in a, essentially, for me, I think it's so important to empower um, somebody to to reclaim their independence we are all independent people and I think again society has made us feel like we need to be so heavily dependent on on everyone else and really we hold all the answers and we hold exactly what what we need to know and we hold all the tools to healing so yes dairy you know um for some might be horrendous, uh, for some in small amounts when it's raw, organic and from a grass-fed cow um, or goat or sheep, uh, it can help in in certain ways of infertility. So, so it's again, it's about learning and educating, but just focusing on the foods that are good for us, the vegetables, the fruits, the, the whole grains, the healthy fats, you know, the coconut oil, the ghee, the, um, you know, educating ourselves on on what meat consumption and animal agriculture is actually doing to the environment but you know if you do go for for an animal protein source go for one that you know really respect where it came from respect eating the whole animal really cherish um really cherish it and and go for a good source one that's at least had a good life so the energy that's sort of put into into it isn't all so bad um some people go on and make the decision that they don't ever want to eat meat again and go through the route of being vegan and that might serve some some people's medical conditions might require them to eat um a bit of uh, of meat here they might not be able to eat grains so much um and pulses so much um so so yeah it's 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 learning all the best all the best tools um all the all the best information that we can around foods and um just making that decision every day to go for an apple instead of a snickers bar and that's like whoa what a difference you know what are you telling me i'm going to eat an apple instead of the the you know the incredible uh, Snickers bar I usually eat every day it is it's about practice it's it's it takes a lot and it's about um, time it takes time to make the switch but over time our palates change so as soon as you go on to an eliminate elimination diet and you know you want to start you feel I want to change I I want to do this because I love myself that's the most important. I'm making these decisions because I love myself. I'm worthy of this. These are the ways we nurture ourselves. These are the ways we bring ourselves self-love. I'm doing this because I respect my body. I love my body and I only want to give it love. And these are the foods that are giving me love. These fruits, these fresh fruits grown in nature, these incredible plant foods, these incredible whole foods, they're giving me life. They are giving me love. And uh, in the beginning, it can take it can take time. Sometimes we fall off the bandwagon. Sometimes we, you know, hit an emotional uh, smack in the face of something that might have happened. And 
that is where I want to get onto the subject of the way the the ways in which we use food. So our relationship with food is very interesting because it all starts with our intention. So if we start with the intention that I want to eat this way, I want to fuel myself, I want to nurture them because I love myself, we're starting on a healthy foot, which is great. And that is really the intention that we want to begin on. What we don't want to be doing is, I hate my body, I hate myself, oh, I need to go on a diet, oh my God, I can't eat this piece of cake, I, you know, I should starve myself or I should only be eating vegetables and we do it in an act of punishment. That is already setting us up for such a negative cycle in which we're going to be going forward or actually not going forward at all. But uh, where that leads us is to then going on this extreme diet and then and then feeling crap and getting hit with a challenge again and then going, oh, this is too hard, fuck this shit, excuse my language, but give me that cake, give me that burger, give me that, those crisps, give me that beer, give me that shot, you know, and then it all goes out the window and then we feel bad again, so we're like, oh, now I feel so crap, okay, I need to go back onto the extreme, I need to get healthy again, I need to be in the gym five days a week, I need to, and we're in this constant state of punishment, and essentially we're then stuck, we're stuck in this perpetual negative cycle of just extremes of all fueled by hate all fueled by punishment by hate so next time we find ourselves in that moment of of self-loathing stop for a second and just go whoa buddy that's not what we need to be doing here I'm making this decision out of love I'm accepting my flaws. Yes, my body is curvy. Yes, I have stretch marks. Yes, my skin, um, you know, I have acne or I, whatever it may be. It's accepting those flaws but going, and that's okay. So why don't I choose to love myself and nurture myself? Because also these things are signs. All of these signs are, are uh, our, body, our body's physical way of showing us um, uh, what we might need to tend to on a deeper level. It could be uh, on the level of, of what we feed ourselves and also mentally and emotionally. But it's our body's way of showing us, hey, I need some love, you know. And and so we need to give ourselves that love and just accept, accept our bodies and accept we're all different sizes, shapes, uh, colors. And, and that's, again, another incredible thing about the human race. We're so different. We have one thing in common is that we are human, that we have the uh, ability and capability to heal and to feel, but we are different and that we come in so many different shapes and sizes, etc. So, so yeah, so nurturing ourselves through, um, through food and with the intention of love then can lead us to, okay, we might, we start with the intention of love of, I love my body, so I want to eat all these things. And then we go on to, we might hit a challenge, something at work has, um, upset us or our relationship, something in our, a challenge in our relationship has come up or in our family life. And it's, we go, oh, I just want to eat crap and I'm going to chain smoke some cigarettes and I just want to go out for a drink and unleash and that seems like the obvious way to go to because it's just like uh, an immediate kind of um, 
what we think might be cathartic, but in, in essence, again, it's going back to escaping. So in those moments, and it takes mindfulness, real mindfulness to go, Whoa, okay, hang on, I'm feeling really crap right now because that person at work said something to me that made me feel really unworthy or really crappy about myself or really hit a spot that that targeted my self-esteem and that feels shit and because I feel shit I want to eat shit but really what the hell is that going to do for me in that moment I'm just going to feel even crappier so really I'm fueling the negative and I'm just going yeah cool I do feel shit and so I am unworthy so you know what I'm going to fuel my body with crap let's go for that drink let's go for that um poor choice of foods and instead go okay hang on really it's it is crappy and that's okay and that and it feels crap and that's okay and yes she really hurt my feelings or he really put me down but so how can I how can I nurture that again it, it's like uh, imagine a little kid is crying out to you you're not going to be like oh just shut up Go go to the pub and drown your sorrows with a pint. Well, some people might, but, um, you know, the most productive way that we're going to really get um, nurture our, our inner child the same way we would nurture a loved one is, is do loving things. So it's going, oh, maybe I'll just go for a nice walk and, uh, you know, have a bath or go for a run or put in a nice piece of music or dance, you know, around the room like a fucking wild woman or wild man and meet up with friends and just have a good wholesome laugh and be with the family and be around love or or go and do a yoga class or go and do some meditation or go and spend some time in nature and then cook an epic meal and um put on my favorite show and get into bed with some nice pair of clean sheets and all those little things of self-love that we rely on from so many other people in our life. We rely on from our partners. We rely on from the people around us. But we are our biggest givers of self-love. So doing those little things like and thinking of all those little things that we love doing and doing them for ourselves. One of the best ways that I learned um, what those little things were were literally to write them down on paper. So to literally sit there and think... What are the little things and the big things that, that really fuel me, that really light me up? As small as, um, you know, going for a walk with my favorite music on or just sitting on the grass, like feeling the grass in my hands and my feet, sitting up against a tree, feeling a tree. Uh, these are little things that really fuel me and they're very different for many people. Um, you know, after work, I love lighting my candles, creating a sacred space, putting the lights down low, opening all the windows, letting the energy flow through, burning my Palo Santo, burning my incense sticks, breathing, doing a bit of meditation, having a beautiful bath with essential oils, um, really kind of feeling the moment and then and then cooking a meal that I can really pour my love into, that I know I'm going to enjoy, and then getting into bed with one of my favorite shows. Uh, so all these little things I like to write out and 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 go and write as 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 little as ten, but as as many as as you can. 
and try to do five of those things every day. Just five of those things every day. And um, it also helps to write down the things that don't serve us, that don't fuel us, that deplete us. So the things that do drain our energies, and sometimes those can be hanging around the wrong people. That it sounds harsh, but sometimes there are people, energy vampires, that really suck and drain the life out of us, knowing that those there are those specific people um, that do that and writing those down is not um, it's not offensive it's not to hurt somebody it's just to honor ourselves and to know what fuels us and what depletes us and how we need to fuel ourselves more so you know it might be certain social circumstances it might be um, uh, certain choices that we make that feel us that deplete us it might be going out for drinks that deplete us it might you know, write down the things that, that deplete us as well so that we're aware of, 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 okay, no, I don't want to do that because that makes me feel crappy and right now I need to do more of the things that are going to make me feel really good. And trying to do five of those at least every day. Some people sometimes say to me, but I don't know what makes me feel good. I don't know what really fuels me. I don't know what me, what, you know, what it is that I can do. Go inwards. Try to sit in stillness. Try to and think of, and it doesn't have to be realistic. It can be it completely exploring your fantasies, bringing that feeling back trying to bring those feelings out. What is it? Before I told myself that I shouldn't be doing those things, what is it? Something so silly for me was, um, well, that I believed was so silly for me was watching Disney's, you know, or going to bed hugging my favorite teddy. I, you know, I throughout like the later on my teenage years, I was like, I can't be doing that. I'm an adult, but it made me feel so good. Listening to Disney soundtracks in my car made me feel so good, but somewhere along the line, I'd convinced myself that I shouldn't be doing that now. I'm an adult and I have to be serious and I can't be playful. And, and um, all these things we tell ourselves we should and shouldn't do, there are no rules. If it makes you feel good and it's not harming yourself and it's not harming others, do it. Because it's following that feel good um, that those moments of feeling good that are that are basically listening to our intuition that are leading us further onto our paths of self-love and to our true path of true purpose. So we always want to go for what really feels good. And as long as we're going for what feels good, as long as it's not harming ourselves and harming others, we are always on the right path. Loving ourselves is one of the greatest revolutions. That's where really change starts. There's a beautiful saying that says, if you want to change the world, change yourself first. Definitely some of my most profound ways for fueling ourselves with self-love and nurturing. So good nutrition. Another thing I wanted to actually uh, quickly go over with you guys, um, one of the first books I read on nutrition that I think is an incredible first book for those that want to understand nutrition and foods uh, great for self-help with nutrition is Patrick Holford's The Optimum Nutrition Bible. It's backed by a lot of scientific evidence, by a lot of scientific research, and it's a great 
beginning step to understanding nutrition. So if you're finding that all these blogs are very complicated and a lot of people putting out so much different information, this book is great. It's a very general but but um, specific, if that makes sense, completely contradic- contradictory, but it's, it's, it's a great book for understanding nutrition. So it's the Optimum Nutrition Bible by Patrick Holford. So yeah, I think that is uh, pretty much it. Nutrition and, and find writing down the things that really fuel you and doing at least five of those every day from walks in the park, whatever they may be for you. Walks in the parks, long baths, meditations. Um, and then also noticing the language that we use with ourselves. So noticing that whilst we think no one can hear us, we are our biggest listeners. And again, what we continually tell ourselves is what our body will will take on and 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 create physically in the body. So if we can t- continually tell uh, continually tell ourselves, I feel crap, I look like crap, we're keeping ourselves stuck. And it might be difficult to begin with at first, but it's so important to catch that voice out and go, hang on a minute, whoa, no, I'm not. I'm great and I'm actually amazing. And starting the day with affirmations, I am. I am beautiful. I am worthy. I am deserving. I am loving. I am confident. Doing that as many times as we need to in doubts, in especially in times of doubt, especially if we don't believe it, just say it. Eventually your brain will want your brain will rewire to believe these things. Look at yourself in the mirror. Do mirror talk sessions. Really look at yourself. And sometimes it's crazy. We can connect with ourselves in such a different way when we look at ourselves and we have a conversations with, conversation with ourselves in the mirror. It can cause emotion. And this is part of um, a lot of uh, work that therapists uh, do and, and that is used in therapy is mirror work. It's looking at ourselves in the mirror looking at our body, standing there naked in full vulnerability and going, I love you. (laughs) And that sounds crazy. And I remember the first few times I did it, I was like, what the hell is this shit? But I stood there and I was like, I do love you. I love you. And you're amazing. And you've been through so much shit in your life. But look at how far you've come. Like, I'm sorry that I ever doubted you. I love you, like, thank you for being patient with me, thank you for allowing me to take this long to recognise that I love you and you are perfect in your imperfections, your stretch marks are perfect, your skin scars are perfect, your everything is so perfect in your imperfections and you are beautiful just the way that you are and you are enough. And it is not about trying to reach this ideology of perfectionism that doesn't exist we are perfect in our imperfections and that's again what makes us human we are not these cut out magazine types and we are not here to compare ourselves to anybody else because when we love ourselves and we really nurture ourselves there's no room for comparison we can appreciate everybody's beauty just as much as we appreciate our own And then we work to lift each other up in accepting our differences. We work to love each other from the same place that we 
learn to love ourselves. Because if we can't love ourselves, we ultimately can't love others. So doing that mirror work, and sometimes, and I, and I still do it. These are all practices I still do every day, and it's important to to continue them, um, as much as needed, as is needed. Um, it's incredible how sometimes it can bring up such deep emotions. There are times I've um done mirror work, and I've looked in the mirror, and I've cried, and I've looked into my eyes, and I've connected with my soul, and I've cried, and allow that to come up, allow those feelings to come up. Um, and then say thank you. It's it's a form of release. It's another form of expression. Crying is a good form of expression and release. So yeah, catch yourself out the next time you're like, oh, I feel so crap, or oh, I look so crap, or oh, I'm gonna fail this interview, and I'm gonna screw this whole talk up, and. People are going to think I'm a complete lunatic or whatever these doubts we have in our minds. Stop that and go, whoa, okay, chill out, buddy. I'm human and I'm great. And I actually, I don't look crap. I look great and I feel great and I'm out to have a good time and I love myself and that's all that matters. I love myself. What we put out, we get back. Yeah, this could, again, go on for for a long, long time. Um, and I'll probably be touching, uh, touching up a lot more on different ways of self-love. But again, if, uh, if you have any comments you'd like to share on this topic, um, any feedback, anything you'd like to share about your experiences, please email me, message me, however way you wish to contact me. Um, all of my information is on a table for one that's number one.com you can reach me on there and thank you again so much for listening if you have listened this far I've decided I want to do a really nice thing and start ending my podcasts with my track of the day um so yeah I hope you've enjoyed and have a lovely afternoon or evening.
Do not 